I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. I can assure you, I mean you no harm. Who are you? Voila! In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the Vox Populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin, vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta, held as a votive, not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Verily, this vicious soise of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. Are you like a crazy person? Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week we view the film that asks, what would it be like if England was taken over by fascists? Based on the comic of the same name, it is 2005's V for Vendetta. But first, he would be dirt poor because the bus station handies would have been outlawed. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? Yeah, that's that's the real crime. It here. is. It's, it's the yeah. It's, it's the fascist takeover of bus station handies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and hold on a second. I'm hearing a third voice. We have a guest today. Yeah. Oh, all right. Joining us uh, this week from the uh, Video Game Lounge podcast, it's John. He's been on before. How you doing, John? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Not a problem. We did. You know, uh, when this popped up. Um, I remembered way back when I don't know what episode it was. Yeah, uh, you said <laughs> when when we had you guest uh, guest host, it was uh, hey I will do Batman Begins, the Nolan Universe stuff, or V for Vendetta, and we yep. said let's do Batman. Uh, that was way back in I had it right Gosh, here. That had to have been twenty twenty one. No, I've only I haven't gone quite a year yet. <laughs> No, wait. I don't remember I? when yeah, we yeah. did Batman yeah, I have. Begins. I have gone yeah. a year. I'm almost on my two year. That's that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, I'm getting close to two years. Uh, Batman Begins. Seems like 10, but yeah. Seems like, yeah. Well, dude. Been a while. Yeah. It's been quite a long time. Um, I don't see it in here. That's that's how well I know how to use uh, Excel. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <God>. Batman. <laughs> Batman, find, find next. It's in a table format. All you have to do is just look. I'm looking. I'm looking. There's so It's got a filter. Many. No, Batman Beyond. No. Oh, look. It's all this crap. The Batman. Batman series. Batman and Harley Quinn. See, look. It's, it's, not, it's not popping up. What happened to it? Where is it? 
Look up Batman Nolan series. Oh, is that what it's under? If I find it before you, well, that's that going to be, be funny. Here, I'll do that. Here, next. I'm going to go to smokinganddrinkinginggaves.com. Yeah, why don't you do that? It's a... Uh... Episode 28, January oh. 21st, 2022. Hey, it was episode 28, January 21st, <laughs> which actually, no, technically, uh, the last time we talked to you was what, like October? Yeah. Prior to I that, because so. we, we recorded it so early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's when it aired. So yeah, I, th- I think right. it was like October. It was we, October, and then stuff kept getting... It get, getting pushed good news though uh this one will release in like two weeks nice because like i've learned my lesson and uh, and everything is planned out already yeah, I'm, well I, I'm, I'm glad your your inner kevin feige isn't coming to haunt us on this one so <laughs> yeah yeah two weeks let's see yep april 28th so say hello to the future hello future nice all right, um, Jason. Yep, it's your turn. You got any news? Oh yeah, yeah, I do that, don't I? Yeah, yeah just because we have a guest doesn't mean you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, so to begin with, uh, there's some clickbaity shit from uh, Screen Rant. Uh, apparently. Marina Baccarin was on a podcast called Inside of You, which is an odd name for a podcast. It doesn't seem like something Marina Baccarin would be on, but, you know, I'm not sure what this podcast means, but it says Inside of You. So, um, yeah. Inside anyway, of she You? Was on there. That is, uh, that's um, uh, Michael Rosenbaum from I don't uh, know who that is. Smallville. He was Lex Luthor in Smallville. That's oh, his okay. podcast. Oh. Okay, well, that's a really yeah. fucked up title, but sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> isn't it? He's weird. <laughs> He's a goofball. Anyways, um, so she was asked about um, a Firefly revival, and she kind of hemmed and hawed around a little bit, and then was uh, basically, nah, we could do without a revival um, or to resuscitate the show. She doesn't feel a need to resuscitate the show. She basically says, you know, maybe a one-off, like, you know, the, the Friends reunion or whatever, but nah, she's she's good without rehashing Firefly. You know, so yet another coffin in the ever-going-to-have-a-Firefly-reunion coffin. Yeah. Short so, nail in that coffin. So Nathan's got a, a, a TV show, uh, The Rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wash has shown up on that one, uh, Alan Tudyk. Um, right, as a guest uh, guest star. Oh well, that's like a Firefly reunion right there. Right, where's where's yeah. no, it's not. Where is Marina back back her in? Uh, where where's Anara? Where's uh, uh, what was her name? Faith. No, who was the who was the Kaylee? Haley, thank you, Haley. Kaylee with a K. Kaylee, Kaylee, Kaylee. Yeah, Kaylee. Did you watch that show a long time ago? Yeah, I'm a leaf it on the wind. It wasn't that long ago. Watch me soar. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so, so Alan Tudyk's character is dead, and then Ron Glass is, is dead in real life. So bringing the show back doesn't make sense if two of the characters are are dead. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, they really did have the reunion through Serenity. So I Yeah, mean, pretty was, much. Uh, yeah. That was the reunion, Serenity. I don't I don't I really don't think that Firefly needs to come back. It no. was it was a good show. Um, I think Serenity kind of tied in, tied off some loose ends. 
And uh, yeah, we can move on now. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, in the spreadsheet, it's labeled as Dark Knight Trilogy. That's why I couldn't find it under Batman. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes even more sense. Doesn't it? The Dark Knight Trilogy, because that's what it is. That's I, what Nolan's trilogy right, is. But we didn't, I don't, rem- I didn't remember what we labeled it as. It was done so long ago. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what else you got? All right. Well, thanks for the interruption. Appreciate you. Look, it's my show. I can inter- me no, there. I can interrupt you whenever the fuck I want. Okay. <laughs> John, you got any news for us? Um, I'll come back and do the rest of the Nolan trilogy when when they pop up. Perfect. I appreciate that. Um, we'll uh, hopefully it'll happen before we get tired of doing this. <laughs> sure. All right, so um, has anybody really wanted to uh, see the dumpster fire that is going to be Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom yes. even earlier? No, not any even earlier, but I'm going to watch it because it's a dumpster fire. Well, yeah. um, I'm it's going to be on earlier. Why? So you're cr- I, Well, I like, don't know. Like they're releasing it earlier or there's like yes. a sneak peek earlier? No, they are releasing it early. Wow. So that's against the grain compared to what MCU's been doing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they've been, they've now, been so, delaying. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was previous slated um, to release November, on Christmas right? Day. Oh, Christmas. Oh, okay. Christmas mm. Day this year. Wow. But instead, they're going to release it on Wednesday, December 20th this year. That's not earlier. That's like just... That's just Why a Wednesday? They want um, it. Probably so they can get as many, uh-huh. as much money... Uh, from the opening weekend as possible. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Our weekend starts on the middle day of the week. <laughs> well, so so the 25th was a Monday, so it was already yeah. a weird release date anyway. Right. So I, I, I guess they're hoping, you know, most people, they're going to have Friday off, maybe Thursday off. Uh, definitely kids are out of school by then. So maybe they're just, sure. they're hoping to recoup some losses from, you know, Shazam too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't see this. I don't see this I, doing much better than Shazam 2, I, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, no, I think it will do better. I think it will do significantly better just because it has uh, man, man cake Momoa in it. It does, yeah. But Mancake Momoa is actually kind of talked down on this movie. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of pulled a Mark Hamill before Last Jedi came out, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's still got Amber Heard in it. Yeah, yeah. She that's shit in anybody's true. bed during this movie. I I wouldn't doubt it. Well, she might have. I mean, shit that may the actually bed. be the boss office draw right there. Oh. to see if she's gonna shit the bed literally right. in this movie. Oh yeah, they could release a, a trailer where it's just <laughs> you see Amber Heard go into a uh, into a stall. Well, that would that just be the toilet. Maybe just Amber Heard goes into a room and closes the door, and then you hear. <gasps> Gross. All right, moving on. So final article. Um, Variety has a an interview with um, none other than William Shatner. None Captain other? Kirk. It none like, other. It sounded like you said utter. None other. None other. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Which one? Um, he was uh, 
What are you talking about? Which oh, there's the two original Kirks. William. I, I said William Shatner. You know who William Shatner is, right? No, I Han Solo, not. right? Sure, Han yeah, Solo. that's him. No, it was Luke's dad, dummy. Ah, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Um, there's two anyway, of us so today. He was. He had an interview with them. Actually, this is a a little bit old. Back in March 9th, um, talking about his dark news. <laughs> talking about his documentary, you can't call me Bill, or you can call me Bill. Sorry, you can call me Bill. Um, and basically, that just goes over his uh, his career from uh, Star Trek films to the T.J. Hooker series to the Boston Legal series and beyond. Um, premiered at South by Southwest, and he's talking about several things. And one of the things that he talks about is. Uh, the scene in Star Trek Generations where he basically got to um, have input on how Kirk died in that film. So uh, it's an interesting interview. Definitely worth checking Which out. Which I'm really surprised he didn't try to figure out how he could stay alive. No, I don't think he would have tried to figure out how to stay alive. You don't think so? No. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's done with that character. He was probably done with that character back then, but thought, you know, this is a good way to, to send it off. He's not one that likes to just hang on to characters. I mean, reading this interview, it's he's he's definitely a do-your-thing-and-move-on kind of guy. Mm. All right. Motherfucker's 91 years old, too. Well, yeah, he's yeah. old as hell now. <laughs> I'm just saying that... You know, I, I got the impression back then that he was trying to hold on to Kirk as long as he possibly could. No, I don't think so. Yeah. That was just the impression I got. I think your impression was wrong. It might have been. <laughs> Won't be I, the I first get the time. impression you're wrong. <laughs> I get the impression. Thanks. Thanks, John. Um. We're going to have to stop here because John is no longer on my side. Um, Thanks for coming, John. You are saddest. Yes. Thank you. You can read. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Anything else, Jason? No, that's it. All right. John, you got any news? Uh, No. I'm sorry. I. That, no, that's fine. I just don't assign your guests homework. No, Rob. no, no. Look, look. <laughs> he does that. I can ask. He absolutely fucking makes our guests do shit. I can ask SP and he'll just pop something out. It's ridiculous. Well, he, he comes I'm not SP. For, I'm, I know. I'm not he a rocket for, surgeon. Uh, rocket surgeon. I like it. Yeah, he comes prepped with like news. Uh, let's see. One time he had a limerick and a haiku. I don't know why, but he had both. Oh. Okay, uh, we get it. SP's the best guest that Sadex has ever had. He is. I'm not the even best in the top guess. ten. It's fine. Well, <laughs> which is really bad because I haven't even had ten guests. I don't think. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's it's terrible. All right, Podcrawl. All right, do let's it. do this. Best part of the show. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod. The pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Excellent! Insert it deep! Pod crawl! Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. It's the future, and England is ruled by British Hitler. 
Senator Amidala is out past curfew and is stopped by stormtroopers looking for some kickbacks in the form of Nookie. <laughs> Elrond shows up to break up the party and wax poetic with a bunch of words starting with the letter V. He invites the former princess to his rooftop seats to listen to the symphony and watch fireworks happening at the Old Bailey. The next morning, Elrond hijacks the national television station and takes credit for the explosion and claims he will blow up Parliament in one year. As luck would have it, Jane Foster works at the television station and happens to save Elrond from the cops, but gets knocked out for her troubles. Elrond takes her back to his Chateau de Vie and tells her she has to stay with him until he blows up Parliament because of her apparent involvement. Red Skull, being the madman he is, starts killing seemingly random and prominent people of Britain. On one occasion, Matilda dresses up in her best schoolgirl outfit and must seduce a bishop so Red Skull can come in and kill him. Matilda tries to warn him, but the bishop is way too horny and ignores the warnings until it is too late. Lady Thor uses that opportunity to escape and run to her Not-Thor boyfriend. Eventually, Not-Thor is taken into custody and Lady Thor is captured and sent to a prison to be tortured for the whereabouts of Agent Smith. Lady Thor goes full G.I. Jane but refuses to give up any information. Meanwhile, the detectives figure out who is being targeted, but are too late to stop the killing. The last victim left a journal behind that tells of their misdeeds and they find out that Agent Smith was once part of another program that experimented on other programs to figure out viruses that could be used to wipe out the population. British Hitler tells the detective to ignore the journal and find the masked man. While in prison, G.I. Jane finds a toilet paper diary in the wall and reads about a fellow lady prisoner that likes other ladies, is wrongfully imprisoned, and eventually experimented on. After reading the letter and weeks of torture, G.I. Jane is told she will be executed. Jane doesn't care, because she is no longer afraid of dying. The cell door is left open, and Jane finds out it was V the entire time. She is mad, but also finds out that the toilet paper diary was real and the lady was in the cell next to V in prison. Evie promises to visit V one last time before November 5th and leaves to live her life. The detective unknowingly has a meeting with V and finds out that the virus that killed thousands in Britain was engineered by British Hitler so that he could take over the country. In the lead up to November 5th, Agent Smith sends out a mask of his face so that there are thousands of Agent Smiths running around Britain causing chaos. This goes about as well as you would think and a little girl is gunned down in the street by the stormtroopers. The public rises up and the military is called in to secure Parliament on the day of the supposed bombing. Evie comes back to see Agent Smith off and is given a gift that every little girl dreams of. Her very own train bomb. <laughs> it is up to Evie to make the decision to wake the populace up and blow up Parliament or not. Megatron goes to make his last stand. British Hitler is double-crossed by Darth Vader and is killed in front of Megatron. <laughs> Megatron uses his super strength and superior reflexes to take out the whole room, including Darth Vader. Riddled with bullets, Megatron heads back to Evie to profess his love and die in her arms like a true baller. Cue Lady Thor throwing Megatron on the train like a funeral pyre, hitting the switch and watching Parliament blow up and the nation wakes up credits. Alright, 2005's V for Vendetta. You seemed confused by the Megatron reference, Jason. Yeah, did Hugo Weaving actually voice Megatron sometimes? He did. He voiced Megatron in the, uh, 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 what were they, the, um, what's that dude's uh, name? The latest ones. Uh, Michael Bay? Michael Bay. There we go. I wasn't even thinking Michael Bay. I was thinking of who played Wick Wiki. Um, who played who? Sam Wick Wiki. Uh, oh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I was okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that was Hugo Weaving's voice. I didn't either until I looked up Hugo Weaving because I was I was like, okay, what else has he been been in? Because I've 
I've used everything I knew. Agent Smith, Elrond, and Red Skull. Uh, and you, you roll on down, and uh, boom. He played Megatron in Transformers and Revenge of the Fallen and ah, Dark of no the idea. Moon. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Interesting. Now you know, dude. Now you know. It's not that interesting, but sure. Well, that's only because the movie isn't that interesting. This I thought the true. movie was fine. Transformers? Oh, no, no, not that one. That's that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just talking no. about <laughs> I figured you'd just say it, was, it wasn't interesting because Transformers wasn't interesting. All right. So, uh, John. Yes, sir. Yeah. You... Uh, you chose this basically way back when you it was either Dark Knight or this. Why yeah. this? I've just always found this movie to be fascinating and interesting. I I, I went to see it when it came out two thousand five uh, in theaters. I was in college at the time, and I don't know. I just I just have an affinity for this movie. I think um, the performances of Hugo Weaving and Natalie Portman are just outstanding in this. I, I think it's collectively some of the best work that either actor has done. Um, and I, I feel like overall the supporting cast of characters in this movie is really well, or is is really good too. Uh, Stephen Fry is Gordon. Stephen Ray is um, the detective. Forgetting his name at the moment, but um, Eric and then Finch. the yeah yeah yeah, and then um, the guy who plays um detectives uh like right hand man is is uh in the sherlock holmes um tv show with like benedict cumberpatch um uh rupert he, graves he, yeah, yeah 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 he's, that's he's where i recognized him from yeah so I, I i think over and john hurt is amazing in this as well too so yeah. oh my god yeah we got to talk about john hurt here in a bit <laughs> okay so john hurt yeah. okay I'll I'll mark that down so that we don't forget. But uh Jason, you said you uh you liked this movie? I did. I thought it was very well done. So this is this is one of the Wachowski's um better movies. Uh it's it's very stylized just like you would expect a Wachowski movie to be. Mm, yeah. Um of course they're working with Hugo Weaving again. Um he's he worked with them on the Matrix series. Um but yeah, it, it's it's a little bit, I think they, they learned some lessons from the Matrix movies and they applied those lessons here that sometimes less is more. So right. this isn't this is an over-the-top kind of action. Uh, there's actual, you know, plot involved here. The plot is, is fairly decent. Of course, it follows the, the comic book uh, somewhat. Yeah, so, not, not Somewhat, yeah. Um, the general so, idea... Yeah, so the, the the general premise, uh the general plot follows the comic book pretty well. Uh there were some some definite changes. Yeah. Uh, just just in terms of the political factions involved were were definite changes, but um it, it was it was a well done movie. I, I, I liked it a lot. I mean it's it's nothing like super groundbreaking. It's not like one of my favorite movies, but it was it was entertaining. Um, I didn't feel like it was a chore to watch, and I I enjoyed myself. Okay, yeah, I I liked it. Um, I, you know, I watched 
did I watch this in theaters? I can't remember. It's been so long. Um, but I definitely watched it when it came out on video because, uh, you know, I worked for Blockbuster at that point in time. So I watched everything. Um, so, and I, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, I have a question for you guys. Uh, sure. so, so James, AKA Crowley, uh, put this on our list originally. Why, why do you think he put it on the list? Because it's not, it's not a superhero necessarily. And, and and some powers <laughs> yeah i mean well yeah so i think the i think the experimentation like they mentioned in the movie increased yeah. his reflexes agility okay. and strength right right yeah. yeah he's basically daredevil but not blind okay well, he, he he is blind though right is he blind he didn't have any eyes in fact, she mentioned that whenever she oh. saw him coming oh. out of the fire. Oh, yeah, Dr. Surge. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, fair yeah. point. Really? So. Do you think he's blind? I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't really touch on that. Now, he was he did have a, a blind cane whenever he was posing as Rockwell, but I'm not sure if that was just part of his disguise or if that was an indication that, yeah, he really is blind. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, his... his... Let's see. Doing research on the fly here? Yeah. <laughs> no, he is not blind in either the film or the source comics. Um, in the comic book, a line in Dr. Delia's diary makes it clear that he can still see at the time of his, his escape. Yeah, and they don't they don't elaborate it well yeah. in the movie. She no. she says, like, yeah, he doesn't have eyes, and they even zoom in on his face as it's burning and yeah, yeah but they don't really eyes. show yeah, yeah they don't really show the features so much yeah. right so basically I, he's daredevil just not blind right yeah okay i mean i while wikipedia holder of all knowledge and imdb do not specifically say super superhero flick or anything like that uh, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing you know he was he was experimented on and and got reflexes and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, based off of the fact that he got pumped full of bullets and was still able to survive for a time. Well, but he had that he had that metal. Oh, plate that's too. right. Yeah. He did have. He the, pulled a man with no name. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Or no, was that High Plains? No, that was Man with No Name. High Plains Drifter was actually a ghost. No, um, no, that was a uh, Back to the Future Part Three. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so yeah, I kind of agreed that it was it. It isn't your typical superhero type flick. Um, you know, it is. It is based off of a comic, so I think in yeah, that graphic at, novel, yeah. graphic novel. Com- well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point it was a comic in terms of it was a it was a monthly release uh, before. Oh uh, yeah, fair point. Before they well, brought but it together. that was a monthly release in like a, a like a British sci-fi magazine or something. Was it okay? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, b- based off of those that that kind of stipulation, I I would say it falls within the realm of of this show in that it's a graphic novel or a novel of some sort. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you're trying to justify the fact that your uh, screening process is a little lax. So uh, next week we will be. Um, <laughs> let, hold on. Let me look. Let me look. I'm gonna look here. Um. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do Star Girl. <laughs> we're gonna do what? Star Girl. You're gonna do what? No, no. You're doing Star Girl. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm washing my hair next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find the worst movie possible, and that's what we're gonna do. Actually, um. John is going to pick the worst movie possible, and that's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> no, no, I think I'm. I think I'm busy. Are you? Are you busy that day? Yep. I'm busy. Dang it! All right. Um, so they had a year. Uh, v basically says, "Hey, um, yeah, I blew up the old Bailey. Uh, I'm going to blow up Parliament. Same time, same channel, in a year." Um, why, why did they never check everything? Do you think? What do you mean? Well, I mean, obviously they didn't check the tunnels. Well, they yeah. sealed them off. Yeah. The station had been closed. He, he says towards the end that it took him 10 years to lay the, the track back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10 years mm-hmm. to clear out that tunnel and lay track. Yeah. But that was, you don't think anybody would have gone to check? It shows the overconfidence of the, of the government. So, or do you, do you think, because they don't really show it, do you think that V cleared the track all the way up to like right at Parliament and left whatever wall that they might have built up? No, I think he would have had to have had the train underneath Parliament to get the explosion that he needed. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and then is I I've never been to England. Is is there a is there a stop there at Parliament, or does the train just pass under it? I I, I don't know. I've never been to yeah. the tunnels in England either. So <sighs> never been on the tube. The tube. You guys are terrible co-hosts. You, you're supposed to know this stuff, Jason. Well, if you had told me that you needed this kind of research, I would have hopped on a fucking plane and gone to London and figured that out. But you didn't tell me. Uh, look, you are world. You are you are a world traveler. You've been to Sweden. Um, you've been to an IKEA in Sweden. <laughs> I thought you would have just known these things. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't read the book that they gave me whenever I went to the IKEA in Sweden all about London's tunnels. Oh, all right. Well, was it because you couldn't understand the pictures? You That's sh- right. You should have asked me. I could have translated I asked you. for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so it shows the overconfidence that they have, you think? Is, that's, is, that's my guess, yeah. Is why it was done that way? Okay. Because it, it really seemed like... It really seemed like they were they they were confident that they were going to catch the guy before it ever happened, or they just they reacted way too late. 
Because, I mean, they really didn't do anything until they shot somebody, right? They shot the girl. Um, You know, they didn't really do anything to, from what it, my perspective, to prevent it. Oh, they they had started their propaganda com- campaign long before that. Yeah, it was a smear. So campaign. they were they were trying yeah. to discredit V for a long time. They tried to basically say that V was dead or captured for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. They had they had started their propaganda machine long before then. Yeah, I mean they they started the propaganda thing when he blew up the uh, the tower. Remember the the guy asked for cameras and they right. they they filmed the police shooting the guy. Uh, the first guy that was dressed as V that that came towards them, right? So, and then they yeah. used that as the as hoping the, that would as be the enough new channel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, you know, so be it. Did you guys like the 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 political side of this? Um, do you th- do you think this is something that could happen in today's age? I mean, a lot of the same events are kind of replicated in today's age. So yeah, right. I think that yeah. this could happen. Yeah, so I, I think this saying. is a very extreme form, but I mean, it's it's not it's not so extreme that I would say now nah, this could never happen. Right. I think when this movie came out, it was probably thought, no, this no, is yeah. this is a super extreme right. version of or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so when, when, you know, I, it'd been a while since I've watched it, uh, and I forgot about the whole virus angle thing. Um, and so when, when that was mentioned, I started thinking about like COVID. Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it being like some engineered thing in China that people were saying, uh, you know, the only difference being that it took forever to get a, a pseudo vaccine, I guess. I mean, I guess technically it's a vaccine, but <laughs> yeah, it would be a vaccine. Yeah. But it's it's not a cure, right? I mean, we can still get it, you know. Where, whereas in the movie, they were it, it was it was toted as a cure for the virus. Uh, you know, I guess it, it. Of course, it was a man-made virus that was released by the uh, by the government. So, right. Yeah. All right. Um, John Hurt. Let's let's talk. Let's talk John Hurt, and then we can talk about the others. So uh, okay. So who wants did anybody else notice when he was up on that big screen talking to his cabinet or parliament or whatever the fuck it was uh-huh. that his fucking pupils? irises or yeah. pupils were so goddamn dilated his oh eyes my God. looked like olives. Yes. Holy shit. In so every I don't scene. Know. <laughs> yeah. In every scene that he's up there now, the only scene that it didn't show. His, his pupils that dilated was at the end when he got shot, when he was yep. dragged down into the tunnels and shot. Right. His eyes were, were normal, but every fucking time they showed him on that big screen, his eyes were, I mean, just fucking black with eye uh, pupil. Yeah. I don't know if that was a stylistic choice for the character or if John Hurt was just high as a motherfucker whenever he shot those scenes. I don't no idea. I don't know. I don't either. It's it I I noticed it from like the very first time watching the movie in theaters cuz his, his eyes would have been ginormous on a freaking, you know, theater screen. But yeah, he they're incredibly <laughs> dilated and uh 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Jason. Like they're really the only time that they're not is when he gets shot at the end. But he also does John Hurt plays the Chancellor in like Gordon's TV like spoof thing. Yeah, like yeah, the TV he plays show thing. And, and like we don't yeah. get a close up of him there, but it's like you wonder if his eyes were just as dilated there too, because yeah, it was a weird thing. I don't know if it, like you said, a stylistic choice or or what. But all right, yeah, it's just something weird was going on. Yeah, so a quick uh, research on the fly. Um, I got, uh, I got, yeah, I got uh, sent over to eighteen lesser known facts about V for Vendetta, and one okay. of fact number thirteen in the movie, John Hurt played the role of Adam Sutler, the High Chancellor. Uh, whenever on screen, Sutler's eyes were shown to be dilated, subtly hinting at drug abuse. This is, partic- okay. this is particularly inspired by the Nazi leader Adolf Hitler, who was a- addicted to stimulants Huge meth fucking at the end yeah. of the Second yeah. World War. Interestingly, John Hurt had previously played the role of Winston Smith, a victim of dystopian and authoritative regime. In 1984. In 1984. Yep. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he played, he played the fucking downtrodden in that movie, so... This is basically a huge role reversal for him. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. They're 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 trying to create an analog between his character and and Hitler and so he's this, this yeah. authoritarian figure who who loves fucking uppers. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ, his fucking pupils were huge. Yeah. So you can yeah. drive a they truck through those goddamn things. They must uh yeah, they, they must have put huge. some drops in them or something just to like go, you know, when you go to the eye or doctor, contacts. Yeah, contacts. Yeah, I was gonna say or, yeah, probably black, contacts. Yeah, blacked out yeah. contacts. All right. So another thing that pops up here, um, and, and and I just I meant to ask this, and I forgot to write it down. So I'm glad I found this. All right. So Valerie, Valerie, and Ruth, the 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 two lesbians in the the toilet diary. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um. They are shown at the end. Yeah. Right? So, t- um, so is Gordon. So is what's his face? Yeah, Gordon. Right. Yeah. So do you think... And the little girl. Like a child. Right. And the little girl. So yeah. do you think that that is... Do you think that they were actually alive no. or that was no. just symbolic? That was symbolic. Okay. Yeah, that was, was symbolic, symbolic of their yeah. of their spirit being part of the of the rebellion or the, the uprising. Okay. The revolution. All right. Revolution, yeah, yeah, because this thing, this thing says this. Uh, this website was saying differently. They were like, "Yeah, no, they were actually still alive," and so was Gordon. They weren't actually ever killed. And I'm like, "Yeah." The little girl took a bullet yeah, was, through the fucking. Well, head. yeah, I never saw the. Yeah. I never. Yeah, it doesn't mention the little girl. It just mentions the and then, the two yeah, ladies but, and Gordon. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa was was put in a pit after she right. died and right. buried. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. So that kind of makes me question the veracity of of the last thing that he said. I mean, it kind of makes sense there if yeah. they if they wanted to equate that character with with Hitler, but I mean, that's just kind of conjecture. I was thinking maybe they had done a little more research and that's actually what the Wachowskis had, had actually intended, but maybe not. Or McTeague even cuz he's the director. Wachowskis just wrote this. Yeah. yeah. It. Oh, I was looking at something there. All right, so um, the anti-listening device. It's a 
$5 book light. Yeah, that and, seemed kind of yeah. convenient. Yeah. Yeah, that you would have a listening device to use against. Yeah, an anti-listening device yeah. just to, yeah. Well, we don't need anybody interrupting our conversation or intercepting our conversation here. So we have this this neat little device that fits in your pocket. and Right. We can now talk freely. That seemed a little convenient. Yeah, yeah. How did how did you guys think Hugo did as V? Could you see you, any anybody else doing it? Do you know who the original V was? Uh yeah, there was. Oh, who was it? Um, I looked it up. All right, I I read it. I don't remember the name. Um, James Purfoy. Yes, yes. Who? James Purfoy. You don't know who James Purfoy is? The name. Slightly sounds familiar, but I'm not placing it. He he's like in every single like <laughs> knight and castle English movie ever. <laughs> yeah. So uh did you ever watch um uh what's his name? Uh A Knight's Tale with uh Yes. Okay, so he yeah. was he was the prince or the king. Uh yeah. The king. That he fought at the very end and got and then knighted. Okay, I'm gonna have to look him up now because yeah, Ed, Edward the Black Prince, Edward the of Black Wales, yeah. pure Foy, yeah, yeah. Uh, all he was. In oh, okay. He played. Um, he played that fucking Edgar Allan Poe obsessed motherfucker in the the following. Yeah, Solomon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Joe Carroll or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah, okay. and then I know who he yeah, is. Solomon Kane, Ironclad. He was also in John Carter. So he he's done a bunch of yeah. movies. So he he yeah he was originally done it. They did six weeks of filming, and then he got out because of having to wear the mask. Uh, yeah, but then I guess later, according to this later stated, it was due to creative differences on how V was portrayed. Um, so sure, it wasn't it wasn't Hugo Weaving that was the original. Um, yeah. Honestly, I I think he did a great job. Yeah, I think he did a I, fine I, job too. But I think there's others because of the mask. I think there's others that could have done just as well. Sure. Okay. They they had to go back and re-record all of Hugo Weaving's right. lines because you know the mask very much muffled his yeah, uh, right. his speech right. throughout the whole I thing. Mean, that's, yeah, I, I think they do Hugo that for like, does a great job. Yeah, they did that for like Deadpool and just about any yeah. movie that has a mask involved. Now his um, like opening monologue when he meets Evie is one of my favorite scenes. Okay, so that like it's, it's pretty <laughs> badass. Hold on, hold on. All right, so you're you're skipping ahead, but I'm okay with that. So I I asked you, hey, are yeah. you willing to do? Are are you willing to come on and and all that kind of good stuff? And you said, yeah, yeah. sounds good. And then and I quote. I used V's monologue as assignment for a public speaking class in college. Still remember yes. it too. Yep. Go. Oh well, God, you have no way of verifying <laughs> that I'm not looking at a screen, but I can do it. Well, I figured that's why I'm bring I'm putting it on the spot. Okay. Now you're just wasting time so you can get it pulled up. Voila. And view humble Vaudevillian veteran cast vicariously as both the victim and villain by the vicissitudes of Fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, 
vanish. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and is vowed to vanquish these venal and virulent vermin, vanguarding vice, and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive not in vain for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. Verily, this vicious swallows of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. Impressive. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I debated on whether or not I should do the the accent, but you put me on the spot, so I just I just riffed. So <laughs> that's that's fine. So so you how long ago was this? That would that have been did? when like shortly I, I did this shortly out? after yeah, after it came oh. out on DVD. So this would have been like oh, early DVD. Okay. Yeah, early like two thousand six. I had to pause the the thing and kind of write it down and remember it because the the this particular assignment in my public speaking class was you had to memorize any monologue from any art form, media, anything like that, and it had to be a minute and a half. So I actually had to do even back further from that, where he's like, you know, let me suggest the character of this dramatis persona, and you know, kind of starting from that point and then go through the whole monologue. But yeah, I had to do a minute and a half of uh, a memorized. Uh, speech wow. or something so yeah, it was fun that's that's impressive it's like 46 different words that begin with the letter v so yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> so I, I i will tell you i tried um i i tried to phone it in today uh and i was going to use chat gpt to try to write the plot of of v for vendetta using words that started with v um, oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, it didn't. It did all right, but it wasn't. It it, it wasn't as many V words as I was hoping. So I was kind of like, eh, all right. I, I'm actually going to have to work. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you need to you need to work on your prompt engineering. Well, no, I did. I I said I put it in there, and then I said, okay, now, like I said, okay, give me the plot, and I and it gave me the plot, and then I said, okay, now take what you just told me and and make it use a bunch of V words or whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't say a bunch of V words, but I said make it use a bunch of V words. Use V words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chat GPT was going okay. Okay. Pat okay. you on the head. Here's some V words for you. You're such a good boy. But, uh, let's see. That. What did I? Here, it's right here. I, I said, write a summary for the movie V for Vendetta. So then it, it, it put that in there. And then I said, using the above response, rewrite the summary using words that start with the letter V. And so then it, it started putting it in there. It got, it did. Here, here's, here's a taste. This is actually, it's not, this part's not too bad. It, but it was only like a thousand wor- uh, characters, which wouldn't be a very long pod crawl. Um, mm. The story is set in a violent and volatile alternate future where the United Kingdom is under the control of a vicious and villainous fascist regime, regime led by Chancellor Adam Sutler. The main character V is a v- valorous, or valorous and vil- valorous. Yeah, vigilant masked revolutionary who seeks to vanquish the government and restore victory and valor to the people. He becomes an unlikely ally of a vivacious and vulnerable young woman named Evie, whom he rescues from the government's secret police. So, I mean, it wasn't... That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It just... How closely did it resemble the original summary, though? Uh, So you might have started with uh, just a, a clear prompt asking it to create a 
movie summary or a summary of the movie V for Vendetta. Which I did. Using alliteration and the letter V. Oh, okay. So I didn't I didn't try that. So an alliterative movie summary for the movie V for Vendetta using the letter V. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not I don't know smart words. Um <laughs> so it it did make it, I didn't know that Chat GPT had like picture prompts either. So. Well, now yeah. you've now you know. So you know how hard it is to do a um, response in a picture. That's that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So Hugo Weaving. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, did we get sidetracked? Maybe. Does it matter? Maybe. No, not so much. No. Um, no. Yeah. So yeah. I think Hugo Weaving did a great job. I I thought. I thought his mannerisms and, and and I guess at this point in time you would call it miming or pantomiming. Um, I think he did a very good job using body language yeah. to convey yeah. um, emotion, emotion, emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously you get a little bit of it in his in his voice, but you know, you don't you don't you have to imagine what his face looks like, and I think he did a very good job of kind of showing that. Yeah. Um, what do we think of Natalie Portman's English accent in this? Uh, yeah, not re- not real good. Not, not <laughs> it. No. I know she did a, a voice coach and everything, but she yeah. probably need a little more voice coaching. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. it was in and out um, and kind of muddled and yeah, not, not real good. And when she's talking to V after Prothero dies and they're watching the, the thing on the on the news and she's like oh yeah she blinks a lot when she does a story she knows is false and it's yeah. like okay really really pouring it on there natalie hello governor you know it's yeah yeah i i thought okay her british accent aside i think she did a i think she did a good job in this uh, yeah in this flick um you know she really you know, she did. She did a good job of of portraying a a vulnerable, um, timid sort of character, and yeah. then doing a one eighty and and being the other An direction. Immediate one eighty. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was such a hard one eighty that you got whiplash. Right, right. But I and I don't know if any of that is. I don't know how much of that is is editing. You know, because we don't really have a a timeline for how yeah. long she was in the cell in captivity. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we don't we don't know how long. Well, no, it took. I'm, I'm talking even just before the cell, before she like left the first time. Before she so left when, the first before, time. before she escaped the first time, and then she went over to Gordon's house. Yeah, I mean, when she when she originally got you know kidnapped. Kidna- for, yeah. Yeah lack of a better term because she helped him out and got knocked the fuck out. Right. Right. She was, you know, understandably upset that, right. you know, she was going to have to stay there for a year, but he makes her an egg and she's, nah, I'm cool with it now. So the Stockholm syndrome kind of kicked in a little quick. Do you see? I don't think so. I, I think, so I think she was, I think she was, um, 
taken aback by the fact that one an egg and apparently two butter uh you know those were those were luxury type of deals yeah um so i think at that point she's it, it's more surprise or amazement of of having these things um and then and then i kind of read it as uh you, you know at that point after that she's kind of she schemes to herself how am I going to get out of this situation? And, and she thinks, uh, I don't, so I don't think she started scheming until he came back and announced that he had killed. What's his face. I think she was cool with it because I mean, even the, either that night or the next day she came, or I guess it was the next day. Cause she said, I'm sorry for my outburst last night, basically apologizing for, you know, the, the the shit that she had said the night before and and throwing a yeah fit. but she says that she says that and says that you know I would like to help right and yeah she says that time, after Prothero yeah. dies so, yeah. so I think I think when that ha- during that part that's when I think she's playing she's trying to play V you know and that okay I'm gonna go along with it until I can find a way out try to escape yeah i'm, I'm right. kind of with you on this rob because she she's kind of gets dressed up and she has gordon's note in her hand before she goes and approaches v so right. she's consciously making a decision that i'm gonna leave the the bishop high and dry and i'm gonna go seek out gordon because it's the only place that the police haven't probably looked for me yet <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i think that part was was but but even then she's wait 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 no, this this I'm t- what I'm talking about happened before that, before Prothero died. Um, after after he told her that he was she was going to have to be stuck down there for a year, right? She stomped off and then came back and and apologized for. Well, um, she apologized the next morning, but that was right. That I think that uh, she was already on. Didn't because I. Uh, Prothero or Prothero, he Prothero, yeah, he died that that night. He went out that night, so she was that the same night. Yeah, it was the same yeah. night. Like so, so basically, like so, she gets knocked out, right? So, so I'm assuming she gets knocked out. I'm assuming that she's out for the day. So that next morning, at she, least, yeah. yeah, she wakes up um, and has eggs and toast. Um, and that night, he goes and takes out Prothero. So she wakes up the next morning, sees the news, and that's when she decided that, in knowing that it's probably him, that's when she decides, that, you know, she pulls out that that letter or that slip of paper that had his address, and she's like, okay, I need to, I think at that point she decides I need to play along until I can get out. Because even when she gets out... She's still very much a timid individual. Yeah, right. I thought she had apologized and everything no. before she saw the news. No, no, she no. she she apologized and what have you, and then said it wasn't very nice. I uh, you know I understand why you did it. I want to help, you know, and 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 that. But that was after Prothero had already died and 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 all that. Because she didn't know Prothero had died until they had finished watching the Count of Monte Cristo movie. 
and then like V switches the movie off, and then the news lady's on saying that Prothero had just died, and then she's like, "Wait, I couldn't find my ID card. Did you take it?" And that's when he has oh, the, that right. line yeah. of, "Do you prefer a lie or the truth?" And that's that's when he confesses to it. Yeah, I didn't think those two events were in the same scene. Could have swore those were two different scenes. I thought she had watched the movie before. He went and killed Prothero. And by that time, she had already she had apologized and watched the movie with him. So uh, according to my notes that I took while, while going in here, I said uh, Evie must stay at the Chateau de Vie for a year because of her apparent involvement with V. The next yeah. night, V murders the voice of Britain as a revenge for past crimes. And then and and then as the plot thickens, a bishop is visited by Evie in a schoolgirl outfit. So yeah. so in and amongst that is when she flipped. Um so she and she mentioned that she was gonna be she would be helpful or what have you um before before the bishop scene, you know. So she said that yeah. you know, she understood it. So I think the movie happened that same day as eggs and toast or whatever. Yeah, I think you're on to something there. And they they also make a point to to bring up her acting career. Remember they they quote Macbeth and she's like, "Oh yeah, I was, you know, uh Twyla or whatever in Twelfth Night." And uh so they're kind of playing on the fact that she was an actress, quote unquote, before. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so but but I think I think she did a very good job at the end there of of going from you know somebody that doesn't uh, you know somebody that's scared of her own shadow more or less to you know I don't give a shit uh, yeah type of type of deal I think I think that yeah was, and it just took you know weeks of torture to do it well you know yeah one person's torture is another person's um, pleasure good time <laughs> yeah. So. I don't think she was having a good time. Well, no, she wasn't. I think V was, though. According to him, he wasn't. Look. He wanted to stop it. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, he could say anything. You don't You don't know what that what his face looks like behind that mask. The guy was smiling when he said it the entire time. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, all right. Um, any Any final thoughts? Yeah, the only cr- real hard criticism that I have uh, with this movie and, and the plot is it's a little on the nose for um, paralleling the Count of Monte Cristo. And they even kind of mention it in the fucking yeah. movie itself yeah. um, as both foreshadowing and basically, um, you know, the guy Fox here is, is you know, the Count of Monte Cristo. Right. He's, they're Edmund they're basically Dante's. the same fucking characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John, anything else? Yeah, I you know uh, upon rewatch and I hadn't seen this movie in some time. I, I think it's still just uh, as good um, from when I originally saw it. Um, I think it's well worth your time if you're interested. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it holds up. Um, you know, it's still it's still it's not dated. You know, it's it's not like it's not like it's not relevant. You know, eh, it's so, a little dated. 
Uh, yeah. Some of those TVs and monitors, well, okay, nah, those yes. are dated. Yes, okay, yeah. TVs and <laughs> monitors are dated, but um, the 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 overall story and and the I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's still a va- a good movie. It's still a valid movie. Um, uh, you know the the one thing that I did like, um, or you know that I thought was pretty good was the uh, the the fight scene at the end with the knives and doing kind of like the slow yeah. motion uh, uh air effects i thought that was pretty yeah. pretty good uh even even for now uh it it the cgi still looked good uh you know it was it wasn't an overdone bullet time like uh like the matrix was in like <laughs> yeah. matrix 3 right and Ma- by matrix 3 they were it was Bullet time for everything. Um, yeah, when when he lifts the dude water, up, bullet time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when he yeah. lifts the dude up by his leg with with the knife, that was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I thought it overall it was uh, pretty good. the 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 fight scenes were very they were very tight. Um, you, you know, at first he was trying not to hurt anybody like the you know, like normal people people just going about doing their job but you know when it was the fingerman uh you know he he changed up his tactic uh yeah. you know cuz at first he was hitting people with you know the blood end of his of of his daggers you know at the beginning yeah, of the movie yeah i was kind of wondering about that so why the initial three fingermen that were trying to rape Natalie Portman's character did he you know just beat the shit out of and not actually stab or kill but pretty much everybody else he stabbed and killed. Like the cops in the uh, in the TV studio, yeah, he the fucked tower. them up. Well, he yeah. wasn't ready yet, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, but he there was. was a, the, the masks and stuff a, were, were already delivered there, and well, he had the, yeah. the fog machine going. <laughs> well, no, I meant for the the... You know, he wasn't ready to show his hand or something, I guess, uh, yeah. because the old, old Bailey hadn't gone off. Or, you know, there was a lady present. You know. <laughs> there was a lady present in the tower. She was right there. Several ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Artistic license. All right. Uh, you know, there, there isn't much, but let's do it. Superpower roll call. Who wants to be V? Raise a show of hands. Great. All I, I I want I want V's money because where did he get the money for all of all those uh, masks? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to to just supply the entire city of London with masks and capes. You think it was just yeah, London, yeah. or do you think it was also the surrounding areas? I mean, they shot. No, it I think in it was London, just London. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it kind of seemed then, like it sounded like there was some sort of like quarantine zone, yeah, around London. Yeah. Like so, yep. nothing else outside of London, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, awards. You guys got some? I got some. I got a few. Perfect, Jason. Uh, lead us off with your black lung, sir. Uh, so my black lung is going to go to. Um, fake, what's his face? Um, fake Adam Sutler. Okay. 
for having the exploding cigar. The exploding cigar. All right. Yep. Uh, John? Yes. Uh, mine's going to V and the Lark Hill explosion. Okay. All right. Um, mine was going to be the same as Jason's, uh, the, the, the comedy chancel, <laughs> uh, excuse me, comedy chancellor yeah. and then the exploding cigar there. Uh, John, what do you got for head lush? Um, I'm going to go with everyone who's in the bar watching V's, uh, d- d- like, uh, manifesto. Yeah. Basically is like, yeah, we'll call it his manifesto right. uh, from the TV station. Gotcha. Jason. Um, mine's going to go to Evie. Oh. Uh, when she's sitting there having drinks with Gordon, uh, she basically <laughs> slams it down. He's like, well, okay, cheers. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So actually mine was the same as yours again, Jason. I went with Evie downing the drink in one gulp, basically. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, player. Um, I am, uh, I'm giving my player to V, uh, for getting, getting himself a Natalie Portman kiss. Mm. Um, at the end and I mean come on he's a baller he said hey I love you and then died in her arms nice uh, you know uh, John is it wrong to choose Father Lilliman <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> All right, all right so um, it's been nice knowing you John um, wow Wow. Oh Honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought the same thing, but I went the other way. He, he has the best line of the movie. He says, let me show you the firmness of my belief. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> All right. All right. Oh uh, moving on, Jason. Uh, yeah, so mine's going to go to Evie for basically making, you know, V go head over heels the first time he sees her. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah she... Uh, she could have left her to die yeah. or to take the you know fall. Yeah, um, he he obsessed over her. He was he was definitely smitten. Yeah. All right, uh, Jason. Let's uh, finish it up with the purple hippo. Who did I? I had somebody picked for the purple hippo, and I'm trying to remember who that was. Uh, come back to me. Okay. I gotta think on this for a sec. All right, John. Uh, I'm going with Evie and the torture sequence. Okay. I'm coming back to you. Um, yeah, that was actually it. Thanks for reminding me, John. Perfect. Evie yeah, no and, and, and getting tortured. Well, well, um, do we have a menage a trois, Rob? No, the French do call a it a menage a trois because I what said Evie getting tortured. That That's exactly what I have written down. Um, menage a trois is three different words by all people in a row. He makes no, shit up just no. so he can say menage we're have, a trois. No, we're having a threesome. We have the it's a, it's three different uh, awards when it's me and you because there's only two of us. Whatever. Now you there's change the three rules, of us. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you change the rules all the time. <laughs> it's a menage it, it means a trois. nothing anymore. It means everything. It means everything. All right. All right. Well, John. I need a yes, number. Sir. I need a number from you uh, between one and uh, dang, we're still on one hundred. So one and one hundred. Okay. Uh, let's see. V is Roman numeral five. So let's go with five. Okay. All right. And uh, we're gonna make this entirely your fault. Uh, oh shit! So go ahead and tell me when to stop. Stop. 
All right. So if V had been like patient number three, would his name have been E? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Been like uh, Alpha from the uh, Power Rangers. I, I, I. All right. So next time we will be reviewing the movie where an alien orphan is sent from his dying planet to Earth where he grows up to become his adoptive home's first and greatest superhero. Oh, God damn it. Man of Steel? No. No. John? Any ideas? Uh, it's one of the Superman movies. No, uh, <laughs> it is uh, 1978's Superman. Oh, the Donner Superman. Yeah. The Donner Superman. Or actually, uh, so how it's written in here, it says the Salkind films. Yeah, oh. Salkind was the the producer. Was the producer was the one that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was the one that owned the Superman rights at that time. Right, right, right. So, nineteen seventy eight Superman, starring uh, Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, nice. and Margot Kidder. Uh, so we will be doing the first one of that. Uh, next. Are we doing the Donner cut or are we doing the original cut? I don't know. We'll have to figure out which cut we have access to. <laughs> What's um, the difference? Uh, the Donner cut has a whole bunch of. Extra. different stuff in it yeah extra it's got some stuff. extra stuff oh gotcha yep yep we'll have to uh we'll let you know next time which which version <laughs> we watch um so that is gonna do it for today uh john where can uh where can we find you uh vgl underscore podcast on both twitter and instagram okay and for those that because uh, it's been a while what is vgl while. Yeah. Uh, Video Game Lounge, that's a podcast I started a couple years ago. And um, basically, it's the, the whole premise, the idea of it is just me sitting down uh, talking with my co-host or a guest just about a couple of video games. We recently did um, the Last of Us TV show kind of episode reactions. Um, as of this recording, I had an episode that released yesterday um, that was kind of just an overview of The Last of Us as a TV show. Um, when this is airing, uh, the most recent episode will be of my favorite Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy X. We kind of do a good, bad, and ugly with uh, my guest Aaron from the Superpod Saga. And then uh, we have another episode that will be coming out towards the end of this month that will be about God of War Ragnarok, and that's a spoiler cast. So stay tuned for those. Such a good show. Excellent. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Oh, yes. N- not the it podcast, just the show, right? <laughs> no, the podcast is good. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. Our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Michette. People should not be afraid If of you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can also people. leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkingandcapes.com slash Discord or email us over at smokinganddrinkingandcapes at outlook.com. Visit the Gunna Geek Network for other great shows over at GunnaGeek.com. He was all of us. Remember, strength <laughs> through unity, unity he was my brother through faith. And my mother and my father. He was you and me. Does it irritate you that you didn't get me to screw up at all? No, I wasn't even no. listening to I, you. I figured, I figured as much. All right, that's it. Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>